Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We have merch. Check out the AmericanGlutton.net shop. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, hats, and more. A number of people have come up to me wearing American Glutton merch, and nothing fills my heart with more pride than seeing somebody in one of these t-shirts. And I've been stopped on the street and asked where to get it when somebody sees me in an American Glutton hoodie. Well, you can get it all at the shop on AmericanGlutton.net. And my favorite t-shirt, yesterday it was tomorrow, right now, is up now Get it while supplies last. Hi, I'm Ethan Suplee. Welcome to American Glutton. Outside of acting, my two favorite things to do are diet and eat. I have a very complicated relationship with food, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about all of it. Food as entertainment. Food as sport. Food as fuel. I'll talk to experts and the average person, just like you and me. I hate to ask you to do anything, but if you're enjoying this show... Please take a moment to like, subscribe, rate, review, all of the above on whatever app you're getting it from. My guest today is Daniel McKenna. He is the founder of the Irish Yank Society. You can find him on Instagram at the Irish Yank. Daniel McKenna, welcome to the American Glutton Podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. Great to be here. I'm excited to talk to you. Will you tell me about the Irish Yank? What is this? What is this movement, the Irish Yank? The movement, well, that's a great way to put it, absolutely. Um, the Irish Yank, so the Irish Yank Society is the community that I've built over the last couple of years. We call them the Irish Yanks. There's no way of doing it. Um, just a community of like-minded people who want to do good in this world, challenge themselves, you know, physically, wanting to be better mentally, treating people with kindness and, you know, all that good stuff. And lifting heavy weights is, is one of the ways we do that. So that's part of it. Yeah. Great, great bunch of people. Um, love, love to have that following that I do. So that's kind of a quick synopsis of the Irish Yank Society. That's awesome. I, I think having a group or a support group or just having like-minded people, especially for anyone who's, you know, beginning something new, is super helpful. You know, you can get um, like I as a sober person, it's very helpful for me to have other sober people to talk to, you know, like that kind of thing. And and I think quite often people wake up January 1st and go like, I'm gonna, I need to change my life. And typically it lasts a couple of weeks. True. True. The, the, I've, I found over the last couple of years, you know, or even in all my years of training, it's, they make a great commitment, January, great. And then by February, you know, 80% or maybe more sometimes has fallen back into their old habits. And that's, you know, as a personal trainer, that's, you're trying to help as many people as you can not do that. You're trying to get them to keep going and build those good habits and, and keep, keep them the progression up for as long as possible. And then that they're fit to keep going all year round. And, you know, that's definitely a goal for us. Yeah. Do you think that, being like hands hands on with a lot of people 
are there things you you've spotted where um I don't want to say slow people down or or mess with their momentum, but do you notice like traps? Like for me, a trap used to always be I want to go very very extreme. If I yeah. went too extreme, I I would fail. And 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 that didn't take away the fact that I did that over and over and over again. But it took me a long time before I had to like start to pace myself. Anything like that, which you notice people who are super gung ho um, can possibly bite off more than they they can chew. Yeah. So what I've noticed, or I would say that is like people go a hundred percent in, which is great. We want the hundred percent attitude and stuff, but if you're going in and even let's say you're somebody who doesn't lift and then you win and you lift all, all the weights in the gym on day one, and then you're sore for a week and you're not fit to, to do anything. Then you're like, Oh yeah, I'm not doing this. I can't handle this. I'm too sore. And then you get disgruntled and then you don't want to go back. It gives you like a bad taste in the mouth. Whereas, yeah, we want 100% effort, 100%, 100% commitment. But starting with small steps, you know, each, you know, go in one day and focus on one body part. Come in the next day, focus on another body part. So, yeah, sometimes if people can go in, if they go in too hard and do too much too soon, it could have a slightly negative effect on the person. So, again, that's where me as a coach I'm personal trainer, both physically in person online. We try to we try to keep people's expectations high, but also don't let them go overboard and get true off, you know, by doing too much too soon. So it as you know in fitness, like it's it's a long game. It is a long game. And I think that delayed gratification is probably one of the harder, harder mindsets to really install in people who in this day and age they just want instant gratification. So they do like six bicep curls and like why haven't i got abs yet i'm like that's not how it, works. it takes a while it takes a while yeah it's it's really really tough because uh, uh for a long time you know a lot of the gym especially in a hard workout y- you've got you've got a clock on it right you've got like i just let me get through this and then i'm done so in the beginning it's like i'll do this for a month right or something like that or whatever it is but it's it's hard to think of it as a forever pursuit. It, 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 you know, for somebody who's just starting out, especially. Yeah. Like if what I usually or try to say to people is when, like, if you are starting out January's just around the corner, we want, and I want as a trainer, I want people to go to the gym, have a healthier lifestyle, lift more. And the way I encourage that is to enjoy it. If you're enjoying going to the gym going to a class, going for a walk, whatever type of fitness it is, if you're enjoying it, you're going to come back. You're going to go back to it. You're going to want to go back. So that's where, for me, you're trying to make sure that that person is enjoying what they're doing. So that way they're getting into the, all right, we're going to do it for a month. We're going to do it for two months. Like I would say, you know, just keep coming back. Just get out of bed every day and go do something that you enjoy doing. And that way you're going to want to keep doing it. So in trying to not, say, oh, just do it for a month and then month comes by and they're like, oh, I'm not doing it anymore. You know, like, yes, do it for a month to get into the habit of it and the rhythm of it. But then obviously we want to progress people to keep to keep, to keep at it. So I always say like, as long as you're enjoying it, that's one of the main things. Yeah, yeah. I think also like um, I, people have the tendency to go so hard that they can, you know, and not necessarily literally break themselves. But like, if you can't, oh, if you can't, re- if, yeah, if you can't repeat <laughs> the next day, and not necessarily the same muscle group, but like if you can't if you can't move the next day, you're broken. Some part of you is broken. If you have to lay in bed for three days because you worked out so hard, this is not ideal, right? And so there's yeah. there's a there's a mode where it's there's a, a some kind of in between where it's really hard, but mm-hmm. you're okay afterwards. You don't have to go lay in bed, and mm-hmm. you can do it do something the next day. Yeah. Um, that's a hard thing to, that, you know, there's all the, there's so much nuance within all of it. Right. Like I, I remember waking up at, you know, 550 pounds, numerous mornings throughout my life and going, that's it. I, I just need, I need it to be changed right now. So what's the most extreme thing I can do to get this off as fast as possible. And unfortunately I then vacillated for 15 years. Yeah. So like that, that's, and that's the thing. Some people, obviously there's different starting points for everybody and stuff. Some are more extreme than others. And I think obviously trying to get that, that mindset of it's, you know, we're, we're heading in the right direction here. 
you know, it's going to take a while. And that's where I really believe in hiring a, a good coach who will help you, help you along and guide you. And what the accountability is really one of the most valuable things with a coach. And people think, oh, well, I'm going so that he's going to get me a six pack or, you know, he's going to show me how to do all this. Yeah, you go to a trainer to learn how to do the exercises, do them safely. But it's also to keep you accountable and, and to tell you when, one, to slow down, two, when you're having bad days to pick you up, all of that kind of stuff. Like I know I had a bad injury there last year. I tore, tore my pec, <laughs> tore my pec off the bone. Ah. Um, wouldn't recommend, highly would not recommend. But um, I had a coach, Adrian, um, the, one of the best in New York City. And she spent most of the time, and I joke about it now, she spent most of the time telling me to slow down. Like, no, you don't need to do that. You 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 did good today. We're going to come back in tomorrow and do more. You know, because I was so eager to to do more and more and more and more and more. And and that's where, you know, if I maybe I did, I could have pushed it too far, set myself back. So there is a sweet spot. And you said there um, about like people going in and doing doing everything. And if a person starts, and I know if I've had a, a client come in and they haven't did anything for could be a long, long time, or maybe it's the first time in a gym, I can't go in there and have them squat, you know, 10 sets, 10 and do all this and that three sets of five squats, like 15 reps total, would be plenty. They might feel like at the time, oh, oh geez, I haven't did anything there. But like, if you have did nothing for the foreseeable past, that's 100% more than what you've did. So come in the next day and we'll build upon it or come in in two, three days time and we'll build upon it because I don't want it that you are not fit to get out of bed the next day because we did so much just to, to hit that on that day. So it is, the as you said, that fine balance of doing enough to to, to get progress, but not overdoing it, that you're you have to lie in bed for, for three days. But it definitely is a long the long game with that kind of thing as well. Yeah. Is the um is the Irish Yank Society nutrition focused as well, or are you just focused on stuff in the gym? Mo I so I'm not like I'm not a dietitian, non-nutritionist. And I think nowadays like everybody on Instagram and TikTok is like, you need to eat these, da, 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 da. like go, go relax. Like I if I need like, I've obviously learned enough over my time and knowing my own body, I know what to eat, but I go the common sense route. Stop eating shite. Just don't eat shite. <laughs> you know, I for the majority of the week, like 80-20 is a good way, you know, be 80% good most time, 20%, you know, enjoy yourself. But um, I try to, I encourage people to look at their overall calorie intake. What are you eating in a day? And what's your protein intake? What protein are you eating in the day? If you focus on those two, I feel like it takes care of a lot of it. Instead of going, because obviously you know yourself, you can go so far down the rabbit hole with macros and micros and, oh, well, I had 29 grams here and I had 38 grams here and I only got seven grams and I'm, I need another 78 grams. To hit my, like, I get that. But at the same time, if you're eating good, healthy meals throughout the day and you feel good, you're going to train good, which is going to help your body recover and be stronger. And it's more so building habits. I've like a new, I had a new client, um, Fran and Jen, and I, I'm like, what did you eat today? What was your, what was your lunch? And then they tell me like, that's good. That had protein in it. You know, if you want to lose weight, I always say to people, if you want to lose weight, have one less meal. If you want to gain weight, have an extra meal or have a bigger portion. You you know, try to keep it as simple as possible. That one, that they don't get discouraged, but two, they're learning as they go. Because again, you know yourself, you put too much information into people, they just get confused and then they get disheartened and they stop doing it. So I try to take the common sense route and what are you eating overall throughout the day and what's the protein you're eating? Yeah, no, I like that, man. I mean, you know, small adjustments can have a large impact. And and I think like if like I like where you say I like the way you pronounce it. First of all, shite. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, we, we spot it like, with it. Why? <laughs> yeah, if you go into the grocery store, I feel like and maybe I'm completely wrong, but I feel like the majority of people walking into a grocery store, you could say, okay. Let's just just say shit or not shit. I'll point at stuff and you tell me. And I would be willing to bet most people would, you know, you point at a box of mac and cheese and they're going to say that shit. That's garbage food. And you point at some chicken and that's probably not shit and some vegetables and like a can of beans. Not shit, you know. Um, so it does. I like that common sense thing. You know, I, I really like um I, I try to eat mostly foods that just have one word ingredients. 
And that's it. Rice. That's it. That's all it is. It's rice. You know what yeah. I mean? Lettuce yeah. is lettuce. I don't want to a long list of stuff, but then, you know, sometimes I'll find like a bag of high protein chips that have 300 ingredients. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have this. I don't care. It's got lots of protein in it, but like in protein powder too, that's not just one ingredient, but for the most part, I, I think that common sense can go a long way. I think most Americans could benefit oh, from that a lot. And that's where like, even just, I mentioned about the coaches and stuff on social media and Instagram, TikTok, like, Obviously, people were trying to get engagement. We're trying to get clicks. You're trying to get likes and views and all this. And people are just throwing shit out there to, you know, to to get people's attention. And majority of it is pure shite. You know, they're just saying stuff for the sake of saying it, or they'll say something completely wrong just to grab your attention, and then maybe tell you how to actually what it actually is, or you know how to do it. But what I found worked or has worked in the past is the common sense route and. In my mind, if you're eating well and if you're eating fish and chicken and, you know, if you eat meat and steak and all, and it's high quality food, you know, you can have a, a, some sort of dressing on it or you can have, you know, some bit of wee dessert with it after. Like, I personally would rather they had the dessert if it's going to make them, one, enjoy the whole meal and throughout the day, but they're not obviously not have a fucking full cake here, people. <laughs> We're not like, you know, a small biscuit or whatever after, you know, if they are obviously trying to lose weight, but, you know, um, there's a, there's so much more of the bad stuff that they could be eating. And I'd rather the good habit of eating less of something they enjoy and, and over the week and month and year, it, it gets lesser. So they're getting stronger and, get, and losing weight or whatever, you know, then completely throwing it out and just being completely miserable. So um, I feel like there's there pros and cons and that's where really the 80, 20, I think is a good, I know a lot of coaches over here in, in New York that, that do that. Um, and you know yourself, like New York City, the food here is phenomenal. So if you're meeting people out, restaurants and stuff, it's it's very hard to be like, no, can I get like the plain boiled chicken? You know, like, right. come on. You yeah, know, like, no, it's hard. And also the I, I have uh, I, I've spent a lot of time in New York and the the kitchens in homes, they're not incredible kitchens. They're not like they I it's very rare that I'll walk into a house in New York and go like, this inspires me to meal prep. You know what I mean? It's usually tucked away. It's crowded. It's cramped, not yeah. a huge amount of uh, uh, counter space. Um, that's how my apartment is there. Anyways. Yeah. But I yeah. still do manage to cook, but you wind up eating out a lot more in New York. So, so much. It's so accessible. Like it's so like, or even on my street alone, like I, my mom came to visit um, last year and from Ireland and uh, like, I kind of, it was kind of like a goal of mine. I want to see if we could actually just eat all on my street without having to leave it. for. The, and we did, like we got to the four or five nights and there was four or five different restaurants just on my street alone. So one, it was convenient. But then um, as you say, like if anybody who is listening, who hasn't been to New York or doesn't know what a New York apartment's like, if you're living in the Midwest or LA or the West Coast, whatever it is, walk into your walk-in closet or your bathroom. That's a New York City apartment. Like that, yeah. <laughs> for the most part, it is. It's a shoebox. You know, that's kind of what we joke about. But again, this if you live in New York City, you live here for a reason. You understand what you're getting, you're getting in for. So we kind of put up with it. But you are right. It's, it's uh, And not I'm not knocking New York. Even getting groceries to the apartment is a nightmare. Like, you, you know, in California... You got a car, you yeah. fill your car with groceries and then you put them right in your house. It's all super easy. New York, what are you going to walk 10 blocks with five yeah. bags of groceries? You're not going to do it. Well, do you? Dude, that's what I do. I'm okay. like, five, what am I? One, two, three, four. I'm like five blocks, but then I have a four. I'm a fourth floor walk up. So I do have oh, to wow. carry them back. I. This is the thing I try to. Like I teach, a, I on my on my app or whatever I'm teaching my classes. Um, I try to say like this is for a real life situation. So like we do a lot of rolls, bend over rolls and stuff like that to help with like the farmers' carries. I talk about. I always joke about if you're going to Trader Joe's and you got yeah. to carry your grocery bags back in New York, we got to you know between four eight ten blocks to carry this. We want to get strong arms, strong back, strong shoulders. Start rolling. Real life situations here, folks. So I yeah. try to make that somewhat of a, you know, fun way of, of learning about it. And also, you know, when you get that into a, a person's mind, like, wow, this is actually going to help a real life situation that I find myself in. And um, I feel like that's another thing when we want people to start in the fitness, especially now coming up with new year, it's make it relatable. You know, yeah. you need to be 
And again, people get all confused. They see this and that and the other and on social media and TV. And they're like, oh, I don't know where to start. It, somebody's telling me to do this. Somebody's telling me that. I'm like, well, this exercise is going to help you for doing this in the real life. So focus on this. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And is, are the Irish, is the Irish Yank Society, is that, do those people come together and communicate with one another or is it all one-on-one with you or direct to you? Are they? No, so it's, sorry. Uh, yeah. It's, no. it's, it's, um, 98% online. So I have, I, I have a very small net of in-person clients because one, just my time is so, so condensed and valuable at the minute. Um, and they get my full attention and the rest. So I have my own fitness app, the Irishank app, and we have a community board on that that we post in. We, and I personally, so my the way my app works is uh, every week we drop weekly classes that we they can follow along. And then I drop a program. So if you go to the gym, like you go to a normal box gym, I give you a program that you can do. It's a three-day split, push-pull legs, very simple to follow. And then I also throw out kettlebell uh, programming as well. If you're at home or you want to go to a gym and you have the bells, but you don't know what to do, I tell you what to do. So it's very easy to follow along with videos and everything. Um, but through that is one of the one of the ways that we communicate with the community. We post up what we did, they show in the pictures. I have a dog, my, I have a two-year-old Rottweiler Dougal, and he's in pretty much every class. So the Irish Yanks will always post pictures of their dogs and animals that come work out with them or watch the TV. There's pictures of the dogs watching TV, which is very funny. But we also have the Instagram page, the Facebook page, and we're very, they're very vocal. The one thing I love, and I, I preach this, I'm very proud to say the Irish Yank community is very encouraging. Somebody posts up, everybody's underneath, encourage them. They love posting their milestones. Even if somebody's a birthday, they're all saying happy birthday. And we do have in-person events. So last or this year, I did nine summits. We call them the Irish Yank Strength Summits, where it was a two-day, a weekend summit. I did eight different cities. So it was nine. I did New York twice. And it was a group between 20 and 30 people of Irish Yanks came together. And I uh, showed them how to do foundational movements, um, kettlebell um, foundations as well, and just had a great weekend. And it was so good to see the people in person, because obviously we see them through the screen, a lot, but when you get to meet them in person, it really hits home. And again, for next year, you know, I have a lot of plans for 2024. You know, some of it is kind of behind the scenes. We're working on it still, but obviously I want to have more in-person events. And we have a lot, a big running community as well. We have a couple of big runs coming up um, next year, actually starting January 1st, um, which I'd love to tell you about as well. But the community itself is very much online and virtual all across the world. I have friends in Australia, Dubai, England, um, obviously Ireland as well, shout out Ireland. Um, but majority of it is online and we try to, you know, encourage people as best we can to, to lift heavy weights, as I think I said at the very, very start. Now, I love that. What What are the runs? Tell me about the runs. I'm a terrible runner. I have no business running at all. <laughs> I, I, I have flat feet and I was very heavy for a long time. So I've got a lot of damage in my knees and ankles and, and, and like, I have a buddy who, um, who I'm doing uh, an app called uh, Couch to 5K with, and it's just devastating. So I want to hear about your runs. What do you, is it just like you organize marathons or 5Ks or 10Ks or something like that? Yes. Well, we're starting. So a very proud moment for me was I launched my own foundation this year, the Irish Yank Foundation. So um, it's a, to give back to a charity that's close to my heart back home in Ireland. Um it's a group, Ergon Through Special Needs, that has like for helps folks with Down syndrome or mental or physical disabilities. Um, it's in the parish where I'm from, local rural Ireland. So everybody knows everybody. It's great. So we're trying to raise funds for that through the foundation. And our first big event is the uh, New Year's Day 5 and 10K walk slash run. Um, so we're giving a big push for that. It's at home in Ireland. So the actual physical run will be home in where my community is. But it's virtual across the world as well. So in the same day, all the Irish Yanks, uh, we have you know a couple of hundred people signed up uh, to run virtually wherever they are, walk, run, five or 10K, whichever they want, anything in between. Um, and that's like the first one. It's our first big event for the Irish Yank Foundation, which I'm very proud about. Uh, but secondly, as the whole reason we're talking about is 
to get people starting on the right foot in 2024. So I was like, what could I do to, to help both the community give back? And I was like, let's start New Year's Day. So we've been training for the last you know month. We, we, we launched an eight-week run program through my app that gets people both strength training with the classes on my app as well as a full run program and start, you know, easy pace run, some interval runs, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that's just to guide them. And that's the first one. Um, a few of the community there, Shanks, they have um, a couple of runs coming up next year, like the New York City half. There's the, in April, or March 17th, um, St. Patrick's weekend here in New York City. There's a few running. The Brooklyn half is in May. And I know the, LA Marathon is on. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. March as well, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I have no idea. I'm such so, not a runner, but I, li- I, I like that you have included walking in this because a 5k yeah. walk to me sounds very much like what a gentleman should be doing. Hey, we, if we, we love you. If you, if you get out that New Year's day, wrap the Irish Yanks, you know, that's, and that's the thing. We, there's no, there's no wrong way to do this. There's no wrong way to, when, when it comes to fitness, like, a 5k walk, 5k hike, 5k run, 5k, you know, 10k run. There's four different types of people, but they're doing to their best ability. And that's what I always encourage is do it to your best ability. You know, we obviously want people to come out and run and stuff, but I want people to get out of the house and be fit. So walking the 5k, I, we, everybody who signed up before November 20th is going to get a t-shirt. So I personally want them out wrapping the t-shirt, being proud to be an Irish Yank. And it makes me very proud to be their coach, you know, and, that's kind of the thing is, you know, I know that there's a lot of runners in the community, so I want to do my job to help strengthen them and get them ready so that they can perform better. So that's kind of one of the goals for 2024 is to have, you know, people getting stronger, building good habits, getting out there. And when we had a couple of people run the New York Marathon there this November, and we obviously want more running next year. So again, it's a long, long-term, long-term goal. And I'm lucky I have a very, I have a couple of very good friends here in New York and um, that, keep the pace run club they're called who helped me with the knowledge and help the community with their knowledge. And we kind of join forces and stuff. So shout out to them as well. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited for, for 2024. There's a lot coming up and very proud to be, you know, coaching the Irish Yanks. Yeah. That's amazing that it does seem like they're, I, I, look, I had to lose 150 pounds before I had even the confidence to walk into a gym. I couldn't, I couldn't get myself to go into a gym until I lost a lot of weight. And like, in retrospect, I think th- that's unnecessary. I think it's there for if if you want to change, go go to the gym if that's what you want to do. But, you know, that might be even too steep for some people. And just going for a walk might be the thing, because I think there are a lot of people that don't just go for a walk, you know, and that could be like step one to, yeah. you know, the rest of your life. Absolutely. And that's where I, you know, I'm trying to be that encouraging voice to people and even all the community encouraging everybody within the group. And I try to preach that, you know, if you go into a gym and somebody like says something or slags you about something or like somebody who is massively overweight and somebody says something negative about it, if you imagine, I try to, to, to showcase like that person that says something negative has something seriously wrong with them that they want to 
be a negative impact to you who has made that decision to go in. That could be literally one of the hardest decisions for somebody to make is to walk into a public gym. You know, like that literally could be the hardest thing ever for somebody. So I try to encourage the Irish Shanks, if if they're in a gym and they see somebody who might be in that situation, go over and say something encouraging to them to help them along. Even something as, hi, how you doing? Welcome to the gym. Keep up, you know, great job. Like something as simple as that could is going to make that person want to come back to the gym. Yeah. That's the difference in saying hello to somebody and being nice and encourage them than saying, geez, what the fuck are you doing here? You know, that complete that there could change somebody's life. So I that's the mindset that I try and encourage with people. But another thing is you say going for a walk, people are like, Oh, well, that's not gonna do anything. It but could. it's gonna do more than sitting on your ass. You know, that's where the one foot in front of the other. You just keep going. You never know. You could walk 1K to start. Come out the next day, walk one and a half. Then walk two miles, as we say over here. Walk a mile and walk two miles. Walk two miles. You know, you build and build and build. And next thing you know, you could be doing a 5K. That's every little helps. Yeah, it's it's hard to imagine for New Yorkers, maybe, because... You can't if you if you don't if you don't if you're unwilling to walk anywhere you you're unwilling to leave your house. But for most of America, we live in car cultures, and oh and the walk could just be from your front door to your car, and that could be the only movement people are getting every day. I, that was the only movement I got for many many years, and just you know, like literally i remember building up the courage to walk to the end of my block one day and that was like okay now i'm moving that's a win like that's that you know that is it and and i think a good point or one thing that i usually try to encourage people with is i'm sure you would feel the same like getting a workout partner getting a buddy to come with you because that keeps the accountability and if you don't get a coach next best thing is a workout partner and you're nearly making that commitment, whether they are somebody who goes to the gym or they're somebody who doesn't and you're both in the same boat and you want to, you know, get fitter, lose weight, even just make it, make a change and go to the gym, having a workout partner helps keep that accountability and helps, you know, when you're texting each other, you know, let's go. We got this. If somebody's not feeling it, you know, that's where you're like, come on, let's go. We got to do this and guarantee you'll probably feel better. Yeah. After the workout, after the walk, and that's that's one thing that I that I try to encourage people is if you can and you have a partner, you know, let's do it with them. Yeah, and you and, can be the good person to them as well. Right. I mean, that responsibility. If you have twenty reasons why you don't want to go, just being accountable to the other person could get you through that. Oh, absolutely. No, absolutely, hundred percent. And I always say, like, all you got to do is get out of bed. Just get out every day. Just get out of bed. That's the biggest, the hardest thing. And that alone, like that's such a wee small thing people think about, but that's what builds a good habit. If you want to hit snooze and you stop yourself from hitting snooze and you get out of bed when the alarm comes, that one habit alone can be such a big mindset. I know it's worked for me personally. Like it has worked for me in the past and it's so easy to lie on and, and knock it out. And that's just leads on to your day and your week and that, you know, your lifestyle nearly. So I always say to people, if you can get out of bed every day, don't snooze. And that that's such a good habit to build. Yeah. And it's like anything else. I mean, if you take anybody and you say, what's something you do every day? No fail. Is it brush your teeth or you put on shoes or you get dressed or you shower or any of these things, they all require some energy. And, you know, there might be a day where you're like, I'm so tired and even depressed that I don't want to brush my teeth. Does your is your day better or worse if you don't do it? Working out can become just as much a part of your habitual life as any of those things. Absolutely. And when it is, it won't seem like much more effort than any of those things. It will just become a part of your life. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's, you know, that's what we were trying to, you know, you're trying to build people's good habits. And I I love, and it's happened before where you get somebody who didn't like working out, didn't like going to the gym. And then, you know, you get them to come back, you get that accountability and you, you get them to show up even when they didn't want to. And then you slowly see the change and they're like, you know what? I actually like this. I like this. And then they get it into, when are we going? When, when are we going to the gym? What are we doing today? And then they're showing up early. They're doing that wee bit more. They're doing work on their off days. I have personally seen that happen. And I thought, you know, going from having clients where you have to text them, confirm with them, make sure they're there to them texting me being like, 
we good, we good for six. I see you there, you know, and that again, that's as, as good a thing as a coach could ask for. And it really shows that the mindset can completely shift. And I take that as a good thing that they'll hopefully pass that on to the next person. So it gets to a point where they're getting up that morning, getting their gear ready before they go to work or even the night before so that they take it with them to work because they go to the gym after work. And that's such a good habit and mindset and daily routine that we want people to get into. And I feel like that's definitely possible. I've seen it happen. So, yeah. What are uh, other than walking movement, what are some other good thoughts on for people who are, you know, who are thinking come January 1st, I got to make a change. I would say if you can, don't wait to then start now. Like that's a big thing is oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Like how many times have you heard somebody say that and then it never happens? That's where like literally if you're listening to this, whether we, whenever we post this, if you're listening to this now in the morning and you're like, oh, I was going to go to the gym tomorrow. No, you can go to the gym today. You can go to the gym now. You know, go get your bike, go get it. So if you can start, make that gym membership, you know, now let go. Um, if for some reason, you know, you are waiting to January or this comes out and you're listening in January, start simple. It doesn't, it's not rocket science. You got to show up and just keep repeating it. You know, find somebody you like, a coach or a workout or a platform or an app, <laughs> Irish Hank app, that you enjoy, that you that gets you motivated, that you want to take the classes and and put one day, stack it up. Like I try to think of it as, you know, look over the year, you know, 52 weeks in a year, do, you know, two workouts a week for a year. No, build up, up into the hundreds. Think of it, if you went from not really working out to you give yourself a full year, you're not thinking, oh, I have to do six workouts in this week. No, you can start with two and build on two next week and two next week and give yourself the long game. Think of how many workouts you're going to do throughout the year. And that's where I feel like, you know, trying to get that mindset of it's a long game. you got to put the repetition in, get up every morning and, and go. And um, I think just don't wait for tomorrow. It's probably one of the, the best things that I could, that I could encourage somebody to do. Yeah. Yeah. Jan I mean, it, we put a lot of significance on January 1st. It's just like any other day. I, you know, I will say though, I, I, get a kick out of seeing an influx of new people every year at the gym. I do. I like it. You know, honestly, I would say the most social interaction I have every day is at the gym. I say hi to people. Yeah. Uh, you know, I occasionally will take my headphones off and talk to somebody. And I appreciate what you're saying because I, I, I work out alone today, but I, I never would have gotten to the place where I could confidently show up every day if it hadn't been for years of working out with other people. And I did spend years working out with other people. And then, you know, I moved to a place where I don't really know anybody. And so I work out by myself, um, yeah. which is totally fine. Totally uh, fine. But I, but I agree that accountability is helpful, especially in the beginning, you know, and, and sometimes I think it even helps to have eyes outside of your head watching you. You can, you can talk to your partner about form and, and, you know, even if you're just looking at YouTube videos for how what the form is supposed to look like and then discussing it, you know, I, I didn't always know, like doing rows, that my back wasn't perfectly straight. And it took somebody else talking to me about it to get that positioning right. You know, it's just one of those weird things. Yeah. Go up, hit you, slap on the back, straighten up that back. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, oh, that's, you know, you're absolutely right. And one thing I, you know, especially in New York City here, there's a lot of classes you know, I would encourage somebody to sign up to a gym that has classes because you're in there with everybody. You know, everybody's there for the same reason. Nobody's going in there just looking at you. You know, if and using dance cardio, you know, cycling, uh, CrossFit, if you want, you know, go to a class that's going to, the community that's going to bring you back and want to encourage you. And I, you know, started off in group fitness in New York City. You know, I was teaching my own clients, but I was also coaching classes and, me as a good coach or that I was trying to be a good coach was to build a community of people in the classes that wanted them to come back. And it got to a point where, you know, the classes thankfully were selling out because it was the same people that are coming back and it was hard even then to get in, but they were kind of like, Oh, you go on Wednesday. I'll see you then, you know? And another thing is just on the, on the eyes or watching you, whatever, if you go to a gym, a box gym, like New York sports club, whatever here is a, or crunch fitness, whatever it is, LA fitness over there on the West coast, 
if you go to a gym and you're unsure, if you're a newbie, you know, a good person at the gym who's worth their salt, if you go up and ask them, will you help me with this? Will you show me how to do this? Even you, you'll find out pretty quick who knows what they're doing. Go and ask them, hey, I'm so sorry about you. Would you mind showing me how to do this exercise? If that was me, if that person came up and asked me how to do, it, how to do an exercise, I would go above and beyond. I would love that. I would, I would stop my workout completely. I'd give as much attention as they needed me to, to give them to help them. That, that's just the way I am. If you ask a person and they are a, am I allowed to curse? Yeah, of course. If they're an asshole, then that they're an asshole. That's it. Go ask the person next to them because I guarantee you they'll not they'll say it and help you. So I would just encourage somebody if you're unsure, don't be just don't not go to the gym or not do something because you don't know how to do it. When you have people there who go to the gym and know what they're doing, even ask a coach or a trainer that's there. That's their job, you know. Yeah. So I always encourage people. There's always a if you have a problem, there's always a solution and a good gym bro and good gym culture as we you know would would hope to see in every gym is they want to help each other out and sometimes i feel like the gyms can get a bad rap you know because people are like gym bros and uh, you know not being helpful and stuff they're there to help people and we want you to come back and want you to to succeed so just asking for help is a big thing and then also if you're in a class it's going to help you come back and build that community as well so those are a few things now I think, as you said, like January, obviously massive influx. I remember, <laughs> I remember when we when I started in the gym in like twenty uh, seventy or twenty eighteen. I just moved over to New York in twenty seventeen, and come come January, we, we you couldn't use any of the equipment. No. There were so <laughs> many people. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, it's madness. It but is, it's, it's like, madness. I mean, it's like fun. It's like a party. It's like everybody here. Yeah. It, we're all doing the same thing. We are all improving ourselves. And I want to say one other thing to to kind of back up your point that you just made. Um, not that it happens often, but the very first time somebody ever asked me how to do something at a gym, I remember it exactly. Somebody asked me to do how to do a, a an overhead tricep press with a dumbbell. Yeah. And it was the biggest compliment I have yeah. ever received. I've never felt better about myself in a gym than when somebody said, Hey, I really want to do this. And, and I don't know. And it was a total stranger. And yeah. all that said to me was shit. I look like I know what I'm doing. Yeah. So like nobody's wow. going to be offended by you asking them for help or how to do something. I think you're dead. Right. I think we get to the gym and we get into our little cocoons and we don't really yeah. want people to see our shitty form. And so, yeah. you know, we kind of hide. And I think that's not the right, attitude to take no. i think you're right talk to people ask for help i've never seen anybody at a gym ask for a spot or ask for help or ask for uh form criticism and not be met with nothing but like hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. 
true like i'm i will be of service to you i'm here i'll give you all the knowledge i have we love being asked for spot are you kidding me yeah. like let go like come on let's stick an old plate on there let's go you know yeah, absolutely always, you know that's the irish yank mentality as i i literally say like irish yank mentality because i want to build that mindset within the people who follow me and it's you know challenge yourself with the weight and you know, if you are going to a box gym, you know, ask the person for a spot, whether it's a dumbbell chest press, shoulder press, deadlift, whatever it is, squat, have somebody close by. A good person who knows the room will be obliged. They will want to help you. Yeah. So, yeah, no, absolutely. I couldn't, couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. That's amazing. Daniel, I think what you're doing is really cool. I'm so excited. By the way, I don't know if this is true, but do you know where the word Yankee comes from? Yankee? Yankee. Yankee. Like the my like Daniel Yankee, yeah, like a Yankee, like a North, like what what the Southerners call the Northerners, the Yankees. Anyway, I don't know if this is true, but before Manhattan was British, now it's American. But before it was British, before Dutch. before that, it was Dutch. Dutch. Yeah. And most of the men who were Dutch were named either Jan or Key. Yeah. So the Brits would call them Yankee. Yankee. Yeah. Which I think that's so interesting. I think it's interesting too, like living in New York here, I did a lot of research um, when I first moved over and it is fascinating. Yeah. You know, the 1600, like the 1600, New York was founded in 1600 and by the Dutch, you know, obviously before the British came and yeah, they're all like, uh, it's funny, like the South Ferry, the very bottom tip of of New York, that was all of New York. It only went up to Canal Street and then it went yeah. to Fort and they built up and up and up. Um, but yeah, it was, it was Yan or Key and then that was the Yankees, you know, yeah. the people there and um, my actual nickname, like my my full name is Daniel McKenna, but my nickname is Daniel Yankee. Oh wow! So that's where the Irish Yank came in, and then the Got Irish Yank, the Irish Yank Foundation, the Irish Yank app. So, yeah, that's you know that was kind of where I came from. But yeah, well, that's a good re- knowledge bit there you have. Yeah, uh, no, I like good. it. I love yeah. it. The, New York has so much history; it's amazing. That's phenomenal. Like, and you can even see it in the streets, especially downtown with the cobblestones and stuff down Friday. It is, it's phenomenal. Yeah. All right, dude. Thank you so much. This was amazing. I appreciate you having me. Thanks so much. See ya. And now for the Q&A. How about something from Janine? Hi, Janine. Janine says, how do you feel about sugar substitutes? I love sweet things. And so when I'm dieting, I find lots of things with fake sugars, either chemical or natural, to give me some enjoyment. And I feel like I'm having a treat. But should I just quit cold turkey and break the cycle of always craving sweet things? Thank you in advance. Janine, this is a great question. I'm not such a sweet person. Like, I'm not like a I would rather have more pizza than have a, an ice cream sundae. Every now and again, something sweet I, I feel like eating, but I was not such a sweet guy. I was a, I'm a save more of a savory person. I like fat and and salt uh, over sugar. That said, I do find um, like zero percent fat Greek yogurt with nothing sweet in it pretty tough. Like, you know, I can also make a savory sauce out of 0% fat Greek yogurt, but I got to add salt to it and like lots of other delicious things. Just sitting down to a 0% fat Greek yogurt with nothing in it, that's rough. So I'll occasionally throw a half a Splenda in there or some berries or, um, you know, some whey protein powder, which whey protein powder is, it tends to be artificially sweetened. Um, I, I will say though, if you're, if you're, if you're, if part of your plan is to eat less sweet things, then maybe it's a good idea to eat less sweet things because whenever your diet's over, like, or just go like, I need this fix and I'm going to just be doing artificially sweetened things forever. But when the diet's over, if you've still got this big sweet tooth and now you're not eating artificially sweet things and you're going back to, you know, sugary sweet things, probably will see weight regain. And so that's the tricky thing there. I would also say, like, 
it can be rough, but spend some time away from sweet things. And then I find that once you kind of let your, your palate readjust, maybe you don't need as much. I, I know that there was a time where I needed to put two Splendas in my coffee and that's how it tasted good. And then I was like one day ripping open two Splendas going like, this seems like an awful lot of Splenda. I'm going to spend some time with no Splenda. And then the coffee sucked for a while. I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy it as much. And then one day I was like, I want, I want a sweet coffee today. And I put two packs of Splenda in it. I couldn't drink it. It was like, this is way too much. What the hell am I doing? And I found that at that point, I could get by with half a pack of Splenda. So I think there is something to like, we get accustomed to this stuff and then we need more and more and more. And so like, yeah, maybe it's not a bad idea to take a break from that stuff and see how you do. Maybe a bowl of blueberries, if you haven't had anything sweet for a week or two, a bowl of blueberries could knock your Aunt Connie socks off. It could be like, holy shit, this is amazing. I never knew blueberries could be so good. But I would challenge you to, you know, eat apple pie every day and and then try to eat an apple and see how good that apple tastes without sugar and spice and everything nice. You know, like <laughs> it, it, it's going to be tough. Yeah. So, the, I, I mean, those are my recommendations. I, I have nothing really, excuse me, against artificial sweeteners when you look at the studies that say like this caused cancer in our mouse um they they were giving those mice so much artificial sweeteners like i think the the one study said um when you when you put it into like human terms how could a person get this much um artificial sweetener it was like well you'd have to drink 1600 diet cokes 1600 diet cokes and this is what they were giving the mouse every day and and so it's like, no, that's not a real study. Give the mouse the equivalent of what a normal person would consume. And some people might, might be consuming a lot of this stuff. I, I doubt anybody has gotten through 1600 Diet Cokes in a day. I, I don't see how that's humanly possible. Um, and so, like, I don't think they're really bad for us. Um, but I would say, like, if you're thinking of them as a short term thing, what happens when that short term is over? You know, are you just going back to regularly sweetened things and, and then gonna, you know, which have calories and are those excess calories going to cause you to store fat? And then we're just back in the cycle of it. That makes sense. I'm going to use that advice myself and, and, uh, and, and take that to heart. It's so funny, your coffee story, because now I drink black coffee yeah. and I don't, but like a treat is a coffee that has some kind of oat milk or a thing or whatever. And I feel like, oh my God, you know, but yeah, it takes a while to get used to that. It does. Yeah. Black yeah. coffee to me sounds absolutely repulsive, um, <laughs> but I'm sure I could get used to it. It yeah. might take a week or two. And then I'd be like, oh, I'm a black coffee person. And I actually think black coffee people are cooler than people who have to spice their coffee up with fat and sugar. Um, like I respect you, you know, you see a, a person who orders a black coffee and you're like, that, that's a badass. That person's like a fucking <laughs> hardcore person. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I just think it's, it, it's time and effort. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for your question, Janine. No, Janine, she's page. Thank you for your question, Janine. If anybody else has a question for Ethan, please email it to us at hello at americanglutton.net. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Glutton. I'm Ethan Suplee. You can follow us on Instagram at American Glutton Podcast. Sincerely. <laughs>